Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. It's going to be a Wednesday. Got my chat tonight. The anchor, the, not the anchor chat. I've got the, I've got the tavern chat for Eric Tengar's, Tengar's Tavern on Discord. Go to his blog to find out more about that or his Facebook page. If you're on Facebook, just message him if you can't figure out, if you want to participate and you can't figure out how to get in there, then just leave a message on Facebook or something and he'll get to you and he'll tell you what to do. I just got yesterday two more favorites on Anchor. Jim Yoder favorited my podcast and Darren Bruiser favorited my podcast. I thank you, gentlemen. And I'm going to be a little philosophical today. I've already done that. I was going to do variations on The Illusionist, but it turns out The Illusionist is a subclass of a subclass that... If I wanted to, I can go into the second edition book and just break down every single specialist wizard and priest there is in there, but I don't want to do that. After a while, I start getting redundant and repeating myself. So I started to think again on why I do it, why I role play. And I I think I did an episode on this a while back, but it really struck me watching YouTube. Now, I come from an acting background. I am not a professional actor. I will just put that out there every time. Yes, I'm an actor. This helps me with it. But I'm not a professional actor for various and sundry mental hang-ups that I have. Actually, just one. But I'm not going to sit here and psychoanalyze myself. I, I do it because it's more or less on demand. Let me let me explain. Like I said, I've come from an acting back. I've been acting since I was high school. Since I was in high school. Community theater, I've done college theater, things like that. Does some really good prestigious shows in the local scenes. And I've done some really good parts. But the thing about it is, see, I was struck by this while watching YouTube. I was watching, there's a series on there, uh, I can't remember what it is, the American Television Archives, where they go and interview people, archival people who were in television, or not art in television, but were in television, in the Golden Age, the Silver Age, things like that. You know, you see a lot of people from sitcoms, from dramas, even see sometimes the producers and the writers, like they had Sherwood Schwartz on there talking about how he came up with Gilligan's Island. And they talked to several people, a couple people from Hogan's Heroes, Andy Griffith. You know, we're talking that way. Even in the, in the 70s and 80s, they talk. They get some people on there to talk about it. And I saw a series of videos they had where they interviewed the late Jonathan Harris, who has always been one of my favorite character actors from early movies to The Thin Man to Lost in Space. Nobody could do Dr. Smith like Jonathan Harris. And he was just one of those guys, one of those actors who has seen everything, done it all, and just had a million stories, a real rank on tour. They used to have him on talk shows, too, just to talk, especially the fans of people like John. They, Lost in Quest, they all want to hear about Dr. Smith and the robot and the, the family and all that. But they also talk about 
their life about what what happened, you know, where they what they went through as an actor. And his process of acting, the way he creates his character, he was very bold. He was he was a very bold guy because he would they would hand him something and he was the one to embellish it. He's the one who made Dr. Smith who he was on that show because he went back and he, he looked at it and he says, I'm a villain. Seven episodes, I'm going to be gone. What do I do to stay on the series? So he started embellishing and making him more pompous, more of a buffoon that is stuck with them. So he became more comedic, and it worked for him because he was thinking about it. He did uh, the Bill Dana show. that ran about a season, two seasons, with uh, Bill Dana and um, Don Adams. And he was on there as a hotel manager, and he talked about, he's a hotel manager. Well, what kind of hotel man? He's a hotel manager. They left it up to him. They leave it up to him, and he come up with these wonderful, these wonderful characters. Yeah, they're kind of variations on each other. But the point is, I love doing that stuff when I'm in theater. I love building a character. I love getting the script. Kind of the the, the my favorite parts are not the ones where I walk in. And I go, oh, I know what to do, and I do it. Although there are a few exceptions to that rule. But I like the ones where I go in and I kind of know what I want to do, but I want it to bring it alive. In a, I want to build on it. I want to do things and think about things the way I want to read a line, things like that. And that is wonderful. It's wonderful for about five weeks. Then the show ends. Then you have to go to the audition process. Or if you're professional, you know, your agent, and they send you out to auditions, things like that. And it's maybe I'm just lazy. I don't know. But in a role-playing game, now this is this is I'm I'm using generality here because I know there's people out there who are like in the middle of nowhere they can't get a game or whatever. But I've always managed to find a game somehow, some way. And to me, once I get into a group with a game, and either I start playing a character or I play the dungeon master which is more fun to me because then I get to play all sorts of characters, then I can embellish whenever I want. I don't have to wait for that audition. I don't have to wait to get cast in that show to do this. Yes, it's my craft. This is what I want to do. And every time I'm in a show, I'm going, wow, why am I not doing this more? This is so much fun. Oh, I know I'm not doing this more because it's the auditions. It's it's the shows that come up and... I and I'm old now. I'm I'm not going to. I still think I'm middle aged. I'm 61. I'm going to be 62 this year, and it's just gotten the point the last 10 years where I'm just being pickier about the shows. I don't feel the need to audition every single show just to keep busy. So and so, it's a real creative outlet for me. It's almost like I have to do it. That's what I remember going through acting classes in college, and one of my instructors told the class that he says there's only he says as far as acting goes, if somebody asks you why or why you're doing this, there's only one real answer. He said because I have to, and that's the way I feel about role playing sometimes. 
It's worth the prep. It's worth the, I mean, just, just like acting is worth learning the lines. I hate learning lines and I've complained about that before because I, you know, I have a memory, a little memory problem, but I get them down eventually. And to me, once the lines are down, it, it's hard to, it's hard to try and memorize lines and call a line all the time while you're still working on the character in your head. So once the line's down, then you really get to work if you can get them down early. But, you know, it's worth it. To me, it's work, but it's joyous work. And as far as being a GM goes, yeah, a player is fine. But I found out that as a player, if I play one character, I get kind of bored. Even if it's a really good character, because it's just one character, I've been GMing too much now. I think that has something to do with it. And it's worth the prep. It's worth the coming up with the stories or reading the modules or arranging things and writing stuff up. It's work, but it's joyous work because it pays off in the hundreds. It pays off a hundredfold. It's just, I, I, I can't describe. And it just hit me watching those videos with, with Jonathan Harris because I saw there a man who really enjoys what he's doing or what he, he did. He's gone now, but he really enjoyed what he was doing. Even though he was a character actor, he wasn't a big-name star, but he was a big-name TV star as far as I'm concerned. But he really enjoyed it. And I enjoy being on stage or any other medium I can be in. And I, that's why I enjoy role-playing games. It's an outlet for this kind of thing. When I first got into it, I thought role-playing games are the things I'm going to do between shows. Well, it's been the reverse now. Shows are what I do in between role-playing campaigns. And I, I can't, I can't explain it, but to me, it feels, it feels something inside of me. It really does. Some people may not understand, but that's the way I do it. Okay, enough of this. We will get back to our regularly scheduled programming tomorrow. And if you have any questions or comments on this, you can send me an email at oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can send me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you again, Jonathan Dorje, Wendell Jessen, and Oliver Shrek. You guys are great. So until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.